Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So good evening and welcome to Charlton Live. This is the big match preview. My name is Louis Mendes. On this week's show, we will, of course, be looking ahead to Saturday's home clash uh, with Lincoln City. Joining me uh, to do just that, first up, uh, Mr. Lewis Cat. How are you doing, Luke? Yeah, good, mate. Thank you. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Back from that stag weekend you're at last weekend, in, uh, still in one piece? Just about, mate. Yeah, I'm still, still struggling, to be honest, which shows I'm getting too old getting too old for this rubbish that's what that's, exactly uh, I, I ne- nearly swore on my own podcast there but i managed to save myself someone who i, I dare say will swear between now and the end of, of the show is uh and i'm back from jamaica finally nathan muller back in the uk how you doing airy yeah i'm good mate no it's good i had a good time buzzing living the dream you know put me next one you know i'm here for a good time not a long time so listen it's uh, i won't swear of course i've never sw- i swore once <laughs> yeah, on a live show. Yeah, yeah, that was a live show, but that was because I had to run from the train. <laughs> well, yeah, but, but specifically, I told you not to swear, and the first <laughs> thing you did was swear on a live show. Well, you know, you can't take me anywhere, Lou. You know me. Yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, that's what. That's probably why Jamaica sent you back. But I hope you had a good time and, and didn't miss the addicts too much. So uh, on this week's show, uh, as I said, we're looking ahead to the game uh, with Lincoln City. We've got the uh, thoughts of Johnny Jackson. Uh, ahead of that match, of course, the Addicts boss had his press day uh, earlier on today. You got some of your tweets and emails. We've got a bit more from Jacko as well. I jumped on the end of the uh, of the presser uh, just uh, towards the, uh, the, the my lunch break today and, and asked a couple of questions. There's a few things, isn't there, this week that's um, popped up, including, of course, uh, the, the Niall John situation, Football Insider, uh, reporting that Tottenham aren't happy that we've taken the young lad on loan and then not given him a, a minute of football uh, just yet. So I asked Jacko about that. We'll hear what he has to say uh, on that. also asked him about the fact that we've very close to uh, to hitting three digits for yellow cards uh, this season. So we'll talk about that. We've also got Mark Wiley uh, from the Lincolnshire Echoes going to tell us all about the Imps uh, season this year. Obviously beating playoff finalists last year uh, hasn't gone quite as well uh, for Lincoln this year. But we'll hear from Mark later on in the show a little bit about them. So, I mean, before we, uh, we, we look ahead to the game uh, ourselves, let's hear what Johnny Jackson uh, has to say about it. Obviously, we're coming into the game on the back of three wins, three clean sheets as well, uh, four clean sheets out of our last five. A uh, decent little run the Addicts are on now has uh, taken us away uh, from the relegation zone. But, of course, that 1-0 win up at Doncaster last weekend should have been uh, by a lot more. But we were very uh, wasteful uh, in front of goal. So the Addicts boss uh, knows that we'll have to be a lot more clinical uh, against the Lincoln side. who have one of the better defensive records in the bottom half. Yeah, definitely. We're going to have to take our chances now that we might not they might not come as frequent as they did at Doncaster. Um, you know, they're uh, Lincoln. They've got a decent defensive record there. So, um, yeah, when they do come along, and they will, we'll create. Um, we have to, in those moments, yeah, we have to be more clinical. And obviously, something that we've spoken about and worked on. Um, obviously, you just need the, the, the lads, you know, in, in, the, in them situations, they have to they have to take their chances. So, uh, yeah, we have to 
hopefully that, that was a, a one-off and, and when they do come along this time around, we'll, we'll put them away. Did you have a word with uh, Connor after the game? I mean, normally you could put your mortgage on him scoring penalties, but uh, just didn't uh, didn't hit it right. It just didn't seem to go right as soon as it left his foot. It's, yeah, it can happen. You know, penalty takers are always going to miss penalties. It's going to happen. You know, I, I took penalties myself. Missed, you know, you miss you miss some. That's that's the nature of it. You know, you're not going to score every single one. Um, but you know, he's been reliable from the spot uh, in the past for us, and he'll continue to be. You know, it's just as a striker who takes penalties comes with the territory. You know, you just dust yourself down. Uh, uh, when the next one comes along, you step up and, uh, and you try and score that one. And uh, listen, he's, he's he's doing he's doing some great work for the team. You know, even when he when he's not scoring goals, he um, you know he contributes a lot to the team. So uh, no issues there, Connor. In terms of injuries, aside from the long term, as we know about, um, is everyone okay to come through? Okay and. Did uh, Chris Cunningham come back from Wales? Um, Duke, uh, the Welsh duty, okay. And uh, great that we saw Jake getting ninety minutes for the under twenty threes. Did he come through that? Okay? Yeah, everyone's come back, uh, come through the game last weekend. Fine. Uh, Chris Gunter played sixty minutes for Wales um, during the week, and he came through that fine. Trained today, uh, and Jake came through his ninety minutes fine. Great that he, that he got a whole game in now. It's uh, three games that he's played for the twenty threes, and uh, yeah, he came through that and trained today as well. Just finally for me, you just recently done an interview and, and you mentioned about the ups and downs in your short time as uh, as manager and, and maybe that it was a, a tougher gig than perhaps you was expecting. Um, is the coming weeks with the seven games we got left potentially going to be a little bit tougher as well? Because if we get to a point where it's probably going to be a little bit like mid-table obscurity, you've got to try and get the players up for, for playing for when there's not a lot at stake. Uh, yeah, perhaps. I mean, that's my job as, as a manager to try and try and motivate them. But I always say that you know, you know as a footballer, you shouldn't need shouldn't need motivating. You you know you you're in it to to do well and to to win games. So every time you know you cross the line, for me, every player should be doing his utmost to, to put in a performance and um, to you know give everything for the shirt and to win. That's ultimately what we're all in it for. So. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, it'd be my job to motivate them. But for me, you know, that you know that motivation should come from within as well. There we go. That's Jacko looking ahead to the game on Saturday at the Valley Lincoln City. Uh, it, was a good, it was a good question at the very end there ter- uh, from Terry uh, Lewis asking about, you know, the motivation now. Because the season's over. Uh, as we've been saying for a number of weeks, really, we're just counting down the days to the end of the season, which is not a great place to be in. But at least we're, we're not getting sucked into the relegation worries we had a few weeks ago. But, you know, where, where's the motivation going to come from now? That's the problem. Obviously, Jacko said it's up to him to to make sure these players are motivated. And as we've said, that, that a lot of them are still playing for their futures as well. So even though it's very much a dead rubber and, and the last few games will be, uh, that there is still something that these players have to prove. And, and it is up to Jacko to make sure they give him 120% as well. Yeah, exactly that. I think the motivation alone is just going to be players that are going to be playing for their future you know we've got quite a few people out of contract in the summer I imagine there'll be quite a bit of movement um, of people coming and going um, a bit of a rebuild Um, but that's really the motivation at the moment is for those players proving that they they deserve to be here and they want to be here and also finishing the season as strongly as possible given you know the, the sort of consistently poor sort of run we've had this year you know didn't start very well then we had that sort of lift in the middle when Jacko was caretaker 
and then it's been sort of much of a muchness again really not really being good enough um on a bit of a positive run at the moment which is good um you know three wins on the spin and and that's that's good it's given everybody a bit of a lift um and i think the motivation now is just to finish the season as strongly as possible um get as high a place finish as we can and maybe try and put the disappointment behind us and and try and kick on for next season and and see who wants to be part of that journey under jacko next year Mm. I mean, we we hope the players aren't on the beach like you have been, Nathan. But you know, I mean, you, you, you've missed the last few, so you, you've probably come come into it pretty low morale wise when it when it comes to Charlton. But yeah, you know, we we do need this strong end to the season. It's something we've been talking about a lot, and and it's something that that Jackson, you know, I'm not suggesting that the players will consciously take their foot off the pedal. But now we are safe. There is that danger. It used to happen all the time in the Premier League. Well, exactly. I think. Um, well, yeah. I hope they don't. You know, spend their time on the beach on the pitch because, um, well, they look a lot better than I do on the beach. I tell you that. But I think we've, like you know, you like you said, with they're playing for their futures. And even though I was away, I watched the uh, the midweek game. I can't remember which one it was now. I think it was Gillingham, and then obviously listened to the Burton and the Donny game, and the Accrington Stanley game when I was away. So yeah, I was a bit disappointed. Got better in the end. But um, yeah, you'd think that not only that they're playing for their futures, but playing for pride. You know, they're they're in a they've got a good job. You know, I think there's many of us out there who wish we could be in their position, playing for not even just playing for Charlton, but playing football in general. So there were times this season where I thought you could have been in in the team, Nathan, as well. To be fair, <laughs> well, when we were really bad. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. No, I'm not implying when when we were very good. Obviously, <laughs> no, you exactly. a greased up beach body in the midfield. <laughs> Oh, that's a, that's an image, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like listen, they've got to play for they've got to have to play for pride for themselves at their contract, um, whether that's here or somewhere else, you know. So there's the players out of contract. There'll be teams watching them to say, well, you know, do we want to get one of our players out of contract? And and they've got to, if they want to stay, they're going to have to prove to Jacko. So hopefully it doesn't. But there will be, like you say, that dead rubber feel towards the end of the year, like it did. A lot in the uh, Premier League days where we seem to tail off quite a lot. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> but yeah, hopefully we can go there. I'm looking forward to it. I've not been down there for a while. So, catch up and hopefully we can just maybe sprinkle a couple of. Maybe Noel John will get a game. Maybe we've got some fringe players who need some minutes and um, hopefully end the season on a high and be positive for once in the summer. And yeah. then we'll be then we'll be disappointed again come September. Yeah, that's the cycle, <laughs> isn't it? It's the life cycle of being a Charlton fan. Positivity going into the season, disappointment uh, at varying stages throughout the season, and almost always at the end as well. But not, I mean, we're not on a bad run at the moment, Lewis. There is that little bit of momentum of those three victories in a row, and hopefully that will sort of bring a bit of a lighter mood around the place because you know that. Up until uh, the last couple of home games, you know, things haven't been going great. And, and then we got those those two wins at home in a row and that, that, that one at Donny last week. And it has lifted spirits a little bit and it has taken some of the misery away from supporting Charlton. A hundred percent. Yeah. And, and the, not just the three wins, but the three clean sheets as well. You know, defensively, really, most of the seasons, to be honest, hasn't been good enough. Um, there's been some criticism of, of McGilvray over the last sort of month or so. So... To have these three victories on the spin, plus those three clean sheets, you know, it would do the world of good um, for for those players, and and the confidence will definitely lift. And yeah, maybe the pressure's off a little bit that there's nothing to play for. You know, we're not going to go down, and we're definitely not going to go up. Um, so maybe they're playing with that little bit of freedom now. And and as we say that to try and prove that they do want to be here next year, 
wrongly, we probably will get some of the better performances out of players now because they are playing for their futures. There's, there's players that, that are, as I say, free agents in the summer. There's players on loan that are going to be free agents in the summer that might think that this is the place they want to settle. There's a lot of, you know, the, the players have to earn their way and have to earn a contract. And Jacko really has, has said many a time previously over the last couple of weeks that, you know, if you want to be here, you've got to show you want to be here. And especially going on a journey next season, you've got to prove that you you want to be a part of that and you're going to work as part of that. And there's a lot of work to be done with some of these players. So, yeah, it's, it's you know, yeah, a bit of a dead season now, let's be honest. But I'm going to enjoy the last couple of games with the pressure off and hopefully we see some good performances. And, and like Nave said, a couple of fringe players come in as well and get some minutes. Mm. So, I mean, Nath, you, you, you were just about back in the country for the Doncaster game. So I guess you were following it on, on the radio rather than watching. But, you know, the uh, the running theme throughout that game was was missing chances. We heard Jacko there talking about how we have to be a lot more clinical in front of goal this Saturday. You know, Lincoln, I mean, they're, they're, they've got, I think, the third best goals against Column in the bottom half, which, again, isn't like the most... <laughs> so it's, it's not an Oscar. You know, Will Smith isn't going to come and slap it out of their hands at any point. But it, it, there are slightly tighter at the back than, than Doncaster, for example. So we do need to be on it. I mean, it was such a weird day, but it's not one you expect from Jaden and, and, and Connor. So I'm quite happy to put that down as like a one-off. I don't think that will happen again and again. Tends to be they will have a better chance conversion rate than they had last Saturday. And hopefully starting tomorrow uh, you know with uh, with the home game against Lincoln on Saturday this 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 coming week yeah we had hopes I think it wasn't so long ago when we went you know when we didn't have any forwards at all apart from Mason and we weren't creating any chances at all um and understandably so in some games I know um I was mentioning on a couple of occasions maybe trying to change it up a little bit just so we can try and get some impetus in the final third but you know, any team with losing three, you know, good strikers, you're going to suffer. So, yeah, it wasn't... I mean, obviously, we're, you know, like you say, I was listening to it and, you know, he sounded, you know, so much on top in the first half. Uh, a bit shaky in the second half, but that's the way we do it. We seem to invite pressure. But, yeah, so we went from a stage of not creating anything to now, obviously, creating quite a lot and not being clinical. And, yeah, I, I'm with you there, mate. I think it's just you're going to get those day, those guys, those games. Look at the Italy game. You know, what they have against um, Mastone had 32 shots and didn't score one. So it does happen to the best of players in the world. So, yeah, it wasn't clinical enough. And, and, and Jacko said that in his post-match, but I'm not going to get worried too much. Um, but, yeah, it's the main thing is that we're in the right position. So that's cliche. But on Saturday, we were, we were playing some nice stuff by the sounds of it. And, and Jacko said that in his post-match as well. Mm, yeah, um, and we have got those three clean sheets uh, in a row, four out of the last five. We haven't. Doesn't feel like we've been giving up as many chances, especially in the last three. I think that one of those four out of the last five, I think, included that Sunderland game where perhaps we did give up a, a lot of opportunities. But you know that is something that has to have has had to vastly improve. Uh, and I guess actually, I think Jaden Stockley coming back into the side will help that in terms of set pieces and, and Craig McGivray being a little bit more confident. To try and come off his line, you know, he's half missed a couple. That's happened, but he's 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 becoming more of a presence inside his six-yard box. You know, all all these things are just starting to edge in the right direction and and giving us that that platform to build upon, which we've needed for a long time, Lewis. Yeah, we have. It's been a real downfall. Um, the the inconsistencies throughout the team. You know, we've we've really. I think the the biggest highlight when you think about it is the fact that when we all talk about a potential player of the year, I think every Charlton fan has the same name on the lips. And that, that shows probably some of the inconsistencies among other members of the squad. 
because there have been some good performances. I'll, I'll pick Craig McGilvray as an example. You know, early on in the season, there were some very good performances and then his, his performances dipped. And it's happened a lot with a lot of players. Um, so it's something they've obviously needed to work on. The inconsistencies have really cost us this season. We've been on some really poor runs of form and it's been difficult. And it's it's been difficult to be a fan and watch it, obviously. But there's there's talented players out there, and you know to see them playing with a bit a bit of confidence now, albeit a little bit too late. But to see them playing with confidence now, you know, hopefully the ones that want to be here next year can finish strongly and have a decent summer of, of preparation, and we can try and iron out some of these these sort of silly mistakes and silly errors, and uh, have a real go at it next season. I think that ultimately that's the aim now, isn't it? Yeah, certainly. Now, I mean, Lincoln coming into town, not been the greatest of seasons uh, for them. Uh, after last year, we're going to hear from uh, Mark uh, later on in the show from from the Lincolnshire Echo, who will give us a little bit more details about them. But, you know, t- I mean, there will be tough cookies for us, Nathan. Uh, you, you were at the game up at up at Sinsel Bank uh, under Nigel, where, I mean, we, we lost 2-1 last minute, but it, it was a, a, an inevitable defeat from about 20 minutes in. We were dreadful in that game. Uh, and uh, he was one of Nigel's last in charge. Uh, so we know they've got ability. I think they've only won two of the last 10 or so, so they're, they're on a very poor run, find themselves nine points above the relegation zone. In a similar situation to, to what we were maybe a week or so ago, you know, th- there's a reasonable gap there, and probably if you look at the, the form of the likes of Morecambe and Wimbledon, uh, nothing too much for them to be concerned about. But they'll be disappointed with how this season's gone, for sure. Uh, yeah, I think so. I think they've got some good players. Like you said, we was up there for the... The reverse fixture, and I think that was the game where we tried playing Charlie Kirk and Jonathan Lecco as a ten, which was interesting to watch. But um, yeah, it, and yeah, and they did score last minute, but I don't think we deserved anything from it, to be honest. But yeah, I think they'll be quite disappointed. They've got some good players. I think McGrandles ran the game when we went up, when we lost up there. They got John Marquise. Um, I think Morgan Whitaker. I think he's on loan from Swansea, and they've got some good forward line players. And Scully, I don't know how he's done this year, but obviously he was one of their better players in previous seasons. So I think they'll be quite disappointed, considering they're they're or thereabouts in the playoffs. Um, they've sort of just been a bit inconsistent, a little bit like us, really. Um, on paper, we should be doing better than than we should be, or that we have done rather. Um, so yeah, it'll be an interesting time. I think, obviously, we touched on it earlier that playing with a bit of freedom. It's games like that where you probably let your expansive players for both sides probably get on the be, get on the ball a little bit more, be a bit be expressive. Um, so hopefully, it'll be a good game. But who knows? It'll probably end up being nil nil. But um, no, they've got some good players. Marquise, obviously, there's a history there with Doncaster and Millwall and whatnot but um yeah i'm hoping for a good game but definitely i think they'd be disappointed yeah uh, i mean team news wise from us lewis jake jake back in the squad possibly you know he's had that 90 minutes now i'll be surprised i think if he's not on the bench you know there's certainly hope for that um obviously we'll talk a little bit about niall john not not featuring much but um, again i i can't really think of any changes is it would that be three games in a row that you wouldn't want to make any changes now or, or possibly even four i'd have to go back and check my notes but you know, the, the, the team is playing well and unless there is a, an injury that we're not aware of, I, I just can't see what you'd want to fiddle with at this moment in time. Yeah, I wouldn't change it at the moment. It's a team that have, you know, they're churning out decent performances, clean sheets. So defensively, you probably wouldn't want to make any changes. You, you know, they see the difference of having of having Connor and Jaden both back. You know, their partnership's important. Corey obviously has come back in and been outstanding, sort of three games on the spin as well. Um, and seeing a lot more from Scott Fraser as well. So 
I wouldn't really change it if I'm honest, but I think you're right. I'd love to see Jake Forster Casco on the bench at the weekend. I think, if anything, that's the main thing I'm looking forward to these these last couple of games is seeing Jake back playing because you know he was really important for us last season. And whenever he does play for us, he's always you know always puts in the performances, always plays well, and he's been so unlucky with his injuries that you know I think one positive to come out of this is if we can get back playing and you know I don't know what the contract situation will be with him but I'd like him to to stay and, and play next season because I think to replace a player of Jake Forstakowski's calibre take injuries out of it will cost you a fortune so if we can get him fit and get him playing he could be really key for us next year so I'd be interested to see how much he features between now and the end but apart from seeing him come into the matchday squad I, I can't see any changes in that 11 at all. Lovely stuff. Right, I did ask for your views uh, on the uh, game uh, coming up at the weekend, if they wanted to see any changes as well. Jonathan says no changes hoped for. Uh, no hope as well, though. Uh, okay, Jonathan. And also, uh, we got an email in from uh, Clive with a, a talking point as well. It says, Dear Louis, uh, much praise was given to Corey Blackett-Taylor uh, on Sunday. I don't think it's a coincidence that his form has coincided with Ben Purrington playing behind him. This combination has given us Corey Blackett-Taylor uh, more freedom to take on defences, knowing uh, that Purrington understands the whole left-hand side. Is that worth a discussion? Yeah, it was, it was a good point. I mean, Nathan... You know, when 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 Pap Suarez was being played on the in the left wing back role, and Purrington was playing left centre back as he has last couple, you know, I I was very frustrated because you know Suarez wasn't adding anything to the team whatsoever, and we were missing out with with Purrington, who who was actually getting up and down the left hand side with 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 some uh you know some success. Um, but now you've got Corey Blackett Taylor. I mean, if 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 you were to point a gun at my head and say who would you like to see marauding up and down the left? Uh, I, I'd probably choose Corey Blackett-Taylor over uh, Ben Perrington every every day of the week and, and twice on Sunday. So, I mean, it, it does it does seem to be a partnership that's worked. Uh, you know, obviously you're asking Ben to play in a slightly unfamiliar role as a left centre-back. But, you know, when when he's got someone like Corey in front of him who's getting up and down well and, and Ben seems to be doing the defensive part of it well, then I think I think we found a bit of a winning formula there. Yeah, of course. I think the, the, the one... Positive, I think, from the formation that Jacko's trying to build is the fluidity of it. I spoke about it a couple of times this season, but even though we probably start as a three at the back, you can transition to a four where you'd have, if you're going to focus it on that left-hand side and try and get focus your, your attack and play down the left-hand side, you Ben, ben can come out to a left-back and everyone just shuffles across, more or less. So Matthews could sort of sit a bit deeper and then you've got Claire in the other centre-half. And then Corey can go and do what he wants. And then you could do that, the flip side, where obviously Ben will tuck in. So it's so it's so fluid. But yeah, I agree. He's obviously doing really well at the moment. Um, I think Brownie said it on on the uh, comms on uh, Saturday against Donny. It's just like every time I watch him, it gets to 70 minutes. And I'm just like, well, let's just be careful with him. <laughs> you know, because I've just, he's obviously got... Um, He's obviously got issues with his hamstrings, so we just want to try and keep him fresh because it just sounded like, and when I watched back on the highlights, they just couldn't deal with him. Um, it's just a shame, really. We don't really have that same effect with the Jai Simi. He doesn't really offer that, that much as a wing-back role. So, yeah, I agree with Corey there. He definitely is an outlet. And, um, 
when when Suarez was in there. And, you know, like you say, imagine, I don't know if people remember Dan Seaborn or Gary Borodow. Imagine having one of those as your left back in the same, one, or I don't know, Borodow as a left back and Seaborn as a left wing. It doesn't really feel, uh, give you much things to sort of whet your appetite sort of thing. So, um, yeah, no, I think Corey's done really well. And I just think having that explosive pace is so rare and it's so important at this level um, because it's we're not blessed with it. You know, we look across the squad, we're not blessed with it, apart from Connor. Connor's got, got some quick feet, but he's so key in getting in behind. And defenders don't know whether to get too tight. They gave him too much space on Saturday, I thought. But you get too tight and he can just knock it past you and then you're, you're a goner. Then you're sort of eating mud. So, such a key player. And obviously, I think as our form's increased, it's the correlation of Corey playing well is, is there for everyone to see. Lovely stuff. Right, let's have a break. When we come back, we shall hear a little bit more uh, from the gaffer, Johnny Jackson. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. There, heads it away. Can Lee pick it up? Yes, he can. Ahead of Kamara now sends Washington on that right hand side. He's in space. Washington into the area. He goes. Can he drill it home? Yes, he can. Oh, Connor Washington puts on, tune it up, and could that be the game? A lovely ball out. Connor Washington on the run. First over is in the middle, but Connor Washington drills it home. Charlton Live. Right, welcome back to Charlton Live. This is the big match preview. Louis Mendes, Lewis Cat, and Nathan Muller looking ahead uh, to Saturday's home game uh, with Lincoln City. Don't forget the Charlton Athletic women are in action on Sunday. It's a local derby away at London City Lionesses. They play uh, down at Prince's Park uh, Stadium down, uh, down at Dartford. Uh, 2 p.m. kickoff on Sunday. Uh, so make sure you get down there and uh, support the girls. Uh, so uh, narrowly beaten by Palace uh, and, and extremely unlucky. And I went to that game last Sunday. Uh, they had enough chances to win it, let alone maybe even come back and take a point from it. So uh, hopefully they'll fare a bit better against uh, the other South London side in London City Lionesses on a Sunday. Uh, right, um, Johnny Jackson, I spoke to him uh, earlier on today during press day. Um, and Now there's a report this week uh, from Football Insider saying that 
Tottenham Hotspur aren't happy that Niall John has been sent out on his first senior loan uh, to the Valley. Uh, the eight, I think he's 18 still. Um, come out to the Valley. He hasn't played a single minute of senior football uh, for the club. And uh, Football Insider reporting that Spurs are not, not very happy with that. So I asked Jackson about that report uh, earlier on today. And uh, is it a case that he has to be wary uh, of upsetting the other clubs and that they might not want to send us their players uh, if we don't play them to the extent uh, that they would hope that we do. Yeah, obviously, it, it's from Tottenham's point of view, they'll be disappointed that he hasn't played more minutes. But, um, you know, we have looked after that. We've done everything sort of right by it as, as far as his care. So, like, I mean, they are in good hands. I, I believe all these, these lads, when they come to us, they're in good hands. Obviously, they would have liked him to have played more. I, I understand that. Um, it just, for, for, for various reasons, uh, hasn't happened that way. Um, but yeah, honestly, you know, you, you are aware of the relationships and we want we want good relationships with Tottenham, Chelsea, Arsenal, you know, especially those, well, all, all those Premier League clubs, but especially the London ones, I would say, where, you know, you have, we've got a good record as well with, with the loans. So, all right, they're not all, not every single one is going to work out, but I would say on the whole, especially over recent seasons, that, that our record of our loanees has been excellent and, uh you know, despite it you know, hasn't worked out so far for now, I, I would say that it's Charlton's a great club for for um, Premier League teams to send their their youngsters to. So I don't think anything's changed as far as that's concerned. There we go. That's Jacko uh, talking about Niall John. I mean, we'll speak about the player specifically in, in a few moments' time, Lewis. But we, we have had a very good record overall with our Premier League loanies. Now, of course, when it comes to loan players, young players, they don't always work out. And, they're, they're, and for all the, the Conor Gallagher's that, that, you, that you could list, uh, you know, that there's, um, you know, probably a, a Dylan Levitt or unfortunately a Niall John that, that, that that's there to sort of counter it as well. But, you know, for all those ones that haven't worked out, we do still get the players. So, I mean, are, are you overly concerned that we've had one or two, obviously with Juan Castillo as well, we've had one or two that haven't really worked out this year. Uh, are you concerned that could affect us next year when we, we, we go cap in hand again, looking for some, some bodies to boost the squad? Uh, not really, no. I mean, it's a shame it's not quite worked out for Niall. Um, but you only have to look at, as you say, our record with lone players. I mean, even of recent history, the likes of, of Conor Gallagher, the likes of Josh Cullen, Christian Bielik, you know, just to name those three, all of them left us better players and, and have gone on to do to do great things, you know, ignoring the fact that Connor plays for that lot down the road. Um, you know, they've all gone on and become better players because of their time at Charlton. And I, I you know, as you say, sometimes it doesn't always work. You know, we've had loan players sign before that have come with, you know, decent, um, decent pedigree and recommendation, if you like, like, you know, Emmanuel Frimpong, he came, he came with a big reputation, was a big disappointment. You know, it does happen, sadly. Um, I'm maybe a bit surprised I've not seen Nile given more of a chance because of the the dip of of our form and and the way that we've performed before this run that maybe there may have been a, a chance to throw him in but at the same time it's quite a a hostile and, and difficult atmosphere to chuck a young player into so I think you take the welfare in in one hand and the playing time in the other um, but you know you know of course it's a shame it's not worked out for him I'd like to see him between now and the end of the season but. Unfortunately, you know the football has to come first, and and if Jacko's putting out a team that he thinks is the most likely to get him a result, especially when we're in a bad run of form and we needed to get out of that, then you know it is what it is, and someone has to be the person that misses out. And you know, sadly, it has been 
it has been Niall, and for the for the most part as well, it's also been Juan Castillo. Yeah, I mean, with the player specifically, then uh, I, I don't know how much you knew. I, I mean, I didn't really know a great deal about Niall before he joined the club. Uh, you know, highly rated uh, at Spurs uh, in the youth ranks. Uh, you, uh, would you like to see a bit more of him between now and the end of the season? There's that question, isn't there, Nathan, about are you bedding in your own players now? Now that there's nothing really left to play for, do you bed in your own youngsters? Um, uh, or, or do you take advantage of the fact that you've got someone on loan from Spurs and, and bed them in for Spurs, effectively? You know, that you don't want to risk sending your own players in too soon when they're not ready. We've seen that over the years as well and that can dent their confidence so yeah, there's a balance in that but also you know it would be nice it would be nice to see if this kid's any good and maybe if we played in between now and the end of the season maybe we could trick Spurs into sending him again next year if he turns out he's quite good well exactly I think there's so many branches and so many um, so many points about this loan which hasn't worked which you could probably argue I mean obviously I've not gone and seen him regularly obviously I know you play under Jose against what Wolfsburger in Austria and the Europa and under Nuno against, uh, I can't pronounce the name, some Portuguese Ferreira team or something. Um, so they've already got potential. He's obviously got some sort of pedigree, you know, playing in a team with Brian Hill and Harry Winks and stuff like that. So, but then, as you know, as you both have mentioned, we don't really know, we're not privy to the information in training. Has he performed in training? Has he performed in under-23 games? And if he hasn't, then he doesn't deserve to start um, or get any minutes. Um, I am surprised we've not seen him at all, not even 10 minutes here or there. But, the, you know, we came in and we went through a bit of a rough patch. Um, and, you know, for his first senior loan, I know Gallagher was different, but that was the start of the season um, when we got him and he obviously flourished. But, you know, bringing a young kid into when we're really down on form and it can dent them, as we've seen before. So, But who knows? It might be that he's going to try and bed him in now. It might be... For we know, going well, we we want him. Well, we want him to be part of the squad next year, so we're not actually that worried about it. But we don't really know. Um, but I'd like to see him. He's got promise. I've got some Spurs friends, and they think highly of him. But you know, as Lewis said before, some work out and some don't. Dylan Levitt was promised. You know, being you know raised by by Nicky Butt, who's the head of development up there, or technical director. I can't remember which one, but. You know, and he, he didn't work out. He, he said he was too slight. So some work, some don't, and it's just the way it goes. But hopefully it doesn't dent any, you know, relationships with Spurs because obviously Pauli's there. Um, but yeah, things just things happen. But hopefully he can get some sort of cameo appearances now that we're, we're sort of safe from the drop and he can express himself because he must have some sort of pedigree. Mm, lovely stuff. Right, another player who I asked Johnny Jackson uh, about today is uh, the defender Sam Lavelle. And of course, I've uh, spoken on the last few weeks about how I still haven't really made my mind up on him, really. Of course, you know, he came in uh, towards, was it, I think it might have even been deadline day we signed him and, and he played a few games uh, before getting injured. It may well have been away at Lincoln, actually, or around that time. I remember he scored the goal against Lincoln, didn't he, late on? Uh, to, to haul us level before we went on to concede. So maybe a, a game or two after that, he got injured. And he was out for a long time, over four months, uh, before coming back into the side. Now, the last three games, uh, he's been the defender in the middle of that back three, right at the centre. So effectively, uh, leading the defensive line uh, for Johnny Jackson. So I asked the Addicts boss what he's made of him since he's come back from injury. I think he's improving with every game, to be honest. I think when he first came back, um, struggled a little bit, as in, you know, he wasn't didn't have that match sharpness and... Uh, he missed a big chunk of football there, so it's difficult when you've been out that long to sort of come straight back in and obviously he was on a sticky period there. So I think he's improved with every performance. I thought 
I thought last week at, at Donny was perhaps his most um, complete performance in the Charlton shirt so far. So I think it's great that he's uh, he's moving in the right direction. I think he, you know he'd be a big player for us in the future. He's a great great lad, great character around the place, um, a leader on the pitch. You know he captained Morecambe, so he. Uh, very vocal and he's some someone that's um, I think he's doing really well over the last few weeks. There we go. So I mean, Jackson said it himself. He felt you know immediately when he came back, it, it still took Sam Lavelle a little while to to get up to speed. And, and I did I do remember. I think it was the the Sunderland game at home where he had a couple of nervy moments and, and headers back that didn't quite come off. Um, but he, he he feels he's grown into it now. It's still um yeah still a long way to go for Sam um, with with his pedigree as the as the captain of Morecambe and. Uh, you know what he achieved getting out of League Two. We 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 need to see a long run from him. But I'm, I'm I am still saying that between now and the end of the season, if I mean if he holds down that centre of the back free place for the rest of the season now, then we'll know a lot more about him and, and know whether we can have the confidence in him that he could be a defender that could lead a defensive line that's that's hoping to look for promotion next season, Lewis. Yeah, a hundred percent. And as you say, there, there's obviously a lot of. There's a lot of expectation maybe with him because he's been a captain and he came with such a good reputation um, that, you know, seeing him come back in. I, I mean, I've been a big fan of his this season. Again, I haven't seen much because, of, as you say, four months out is a hell of a long time in a season to miss. And I, and you're right, he came back against Sunderland and definitely had some shaky moments. But I think it's probably the first time he's played in this system um, where he's maybe been in the middle of a three. I think, you know, mainly under Nigel, he played in a four with with like Akin or someone where at the moment he's playing with two sort of people that are playing really in, not in their, in their main position in Sean Clare on a right. And, and as we said about Perrington earlier playing on the left side. Um, so maybe there are a little, a few things there, maybe a bit of, I don't know, a bit of team bonding maybe between those three, a, a bit of a relationship to build up, but you know, he can only improve. And I think, as you say, if we see a decent run of him now between, you know, now and the end of the season, you know, he has got that sort of leadership quality because of being captain at Morecambe. It, it may be that, you know, with Piercy coming to the end of his career, he could be a natural leader replacement for him. You know, I see a lot, actually, of Jason Pierce attributes in in the way Sam Lavelle plays. Um, so, you know, it could be that, you know, it could be a long-term investment for us where we've got someone in, he's young and, you know, he's he's obviously got the pedigree and the, and the leadership skills to do so. Um, so, yeah, I think, as you say, he needs to finish strongly. Uh, and if he does so and holds down that position, then then we're going to see a lot of him between now and, and the end of the season. Yeah, it's it's an interesting point that Lewis makes there about a long-term sort of investment for us at, at, at a centre-half position. Because I'm, I'm looking at our list of defenders, you know, Piercy not going to be around for, for a great deal longer. Ryan Innes, you know, I'd be shocked if he gets a new contract, unfortunately, given his, his injury record. Akin Fainwo, Loney, hasn't featured much recently. Will he be offered a chance to stay at the Valley. Not really sure, based on what we've seen in the, the second half of this season. Obviously, there's Deji Alleraway uh, as an option going forward. But in terms of long-term defensive mainstays, you know, I think Sam's probably the only one we can actually lay our hats on at the moment. As I said, the other ones have all got reasons why they might not be around even next season or certainly in the longer term than that. So it's an opportunity for Sam to try and make a name for himself here and to, to make that that sort of, you know, that that... that place in the team as the main the leader in the defense this is his chance and it's whether he's going to take it or not which I'm still I'm still uncertain on Nave. yeah I mean I, I would imagine that's probably one of the main reasons we did sign him for his obviously his leadership and you know how he organizes defense he got you know he had um I think he started at Bolton didn't he and got a bad injury but 
Um, I, I didn't really see much of him before. The only time I saw him was in the semi-final playoffs and then the final against Newport, which I thought we'd done very well in. Um, and he's come to us as, you know, you both said, of good reputation, lead, you know, leads the leads the defence. And I think it probably is something that, you know, give him a good run of games. He's been out a long time. Um, probably still a bit rusty. Um, and yeah, it is a chance for him to sort of try and be that that number one central defender, if you like. Um because yeah, I mean, one, like you said, you know, with you know, Deji's there and Akin is he going to be there and Ryan? I don't know. So either way, we're going to need to sort of beef up that back line a little bit. Um, but I think with if he didn't have the leadership qualities in him and he hasn't been a captain, I'd probably some might think you know, he might be on his way out a little bit this year. But I think he might get a benefit of doubt, and it's up to him to prove, um, you know, he's worth in a way. Um, he seems like, you know, on the videos that the club release, seems like he's, you know, a likeable chap and he's good around the dressing room. Quite a funny lad. Can't remember why. I think it was, was it the gravy bit or something at Christmas. But he seems like a nice lad. But, yeah, it's his time to come in and try and stake that claim because, obviously, Piercy's not going to go on forever. Um, and everyone else, obviously, alone's a, an injury. So it's down to him. But hopefully, as you both said, hopefully he can stay fit and he can prove to everyone that he's a good player. Because I think there's a good player in there. We've just not really seen it yet. Lovely stuff. Right, one more thing that I asked Jack about uh, during press day today. Now, this was pointed out to me by uh, Kyle Andrews, the uh, the club photographer, uh, at some point last weekend. Um, so, <laughs> and I had no idea to be honest. It's not a stout I tend to keep sort of uh, up, up my sleeve. But we we are on ninety nine yellow cards for the season already. And now, when someone told me that, so when when Kyle told me that, I thought, well, that does sound like a lot. But I mean, comparatively, is that just normal? So I looked at the league table, and in second place are Wigan with 81. So they are 18 yellow cards behind us. Um, and then, you know, down to 78, Accrington, Stanley, 77, Sunderland. So we are an absolute mile ahead of everyone. Uh, we could comfortably hit triple figures uh, this weekend, which is is in its uh, own way an achievement of sorts. Okay, So I asked Johnny, uh, if I mean, was he surprised by that statistic? I am surprised by it, actually. Uh yeah, I don't think we're a dirty team. We're certainly not encouraging my team to um, play in that way. I think we're fair. I think we're a fair team and uh, my boys compete. I know that much. Um, maybe that's something to do with it, that, that, that they compete. But, yeah, I, I didn't know that stat. Uh, see if we can get the century up this weekend then, shall we? <laughs> Is it one that you can almost almost wear with pride? Because you you do something. If you see a team that's too passive and not flying into tackles, I guess that's that's not what you want. But and also we haven't had a, a suspension for a yellow card combination this year, so they've timed it quite right. Right, yeah. If, if they're not, it's nice to be top of something as well. But if they're uh, they're not costing you, um, and that's obviously good. Listen, we want you need your team to be disciplined as well. So we we have had a couple of red cards that. That have cost us, you know, like Jaden missed, missed a big period of football there, so did Sean Clare quite recently, and uh, you know, they, we missed them when they was out. So you, you definitely don't want ill discipline because it will lead will lead to suspensions. But uh, yeah, I, I'm a bit baffled by that that yellow card one. But obviously, something something going on there. There we go. So. <laughs> surprising statistics certainly because I mean do, do you sit there and watch us Lewis and think we are the Accrington Stanley from a few years ago like just a d- dirty old side just kicking teams off the pitch no <laughs> not at all but it's it's quite it's funny bizarre, isn't it well it's the, at least we're, we're finishing top of one table <laughs> but um yeah I mean even last weekend we get four bookings last weekend didn't we but I think a lot of them I mean 
look at our players. Like, you know, Dobson gets quite a few for for his tackles that he, that he makes in the middle, so those last-ditch ones. Stockley gets a load that I don't think he deserves. Like He gets them for just contesting in the air. That contributes to a fair few. But, I, I mean, even when I saw the stat that Kyle put out, I was I was massively surprised that it was not not so much you know even that number but just the difference between us between us and second place but yeah maybe there's something I'm not seeing and we are just the the Accrington Stanley of, of 2018 I don't know mm, I mean because if you're if you're bottom of the yellow card table I, in a way I'd find that worse you know like if we were especially if it's a season where you're struggling because you're like well where's the passion where's the you know, where, where's the the fight to win it in midfield? You know, the, the odd missed time challenge to let them know you're there. Where, so I, I'd rather be at the end we're at, but I mean, we have taken it a little bit too far. Although, as as I said to Jacko, we haven't actually had a player um, miss any games for a culmination of, of five, ten, or fifteen yellow cards. They've always been at the exact time just after that the the, uh, the the limit's gone up. So we've timed it quite well, um, and it is a lot better than just you know being the Gary Linekers of League One and not getting a single yellow card. Well, imagine if we had Prattley still. I don't know what would be on now, but uh, that would yeah, be interesting. The, the entire the entire club <laughs> would have been suspended. <laughs> well, to be fair, like I mean, obviously in games, if I think I don't know if it's still the same, but I did know at one point if you had more than six or more players in one game who get a booking, you get a fine of like twenty grand or twenty five grand or something. So I don't know if there's going to be some sort of fine for the club if you get over a hundred in a season. And surely there could be some sort of disciplinary procedure or something. Or, I was hoping we get a little trophy. Yeah. Well, we won't be winning the fair play league. Um, but like like you both said, I, when I look at us, there's sometimes where I'll be like, we'll just stop the play and give away tactical like fouls. But I don't really see that. So 99, I'm sitting here scratching my head going, when, is that league games or is that cups as well? That's just in league games. In the How? League one, I just I don't understand. It like, feel like it's physically be, possible. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Jaden might get a few with, you know, with his, when he puts himself about and Dobbo. But I'm trying to think, how else would you share out? So even like that's what nine per player, like first team player, like for the starting eleven. Like I'm just trying to think who else has got one. Does that include? They don't include Manu. Oh, Jacko ain't been booked, has he? Or he might. Well, he got uh, I think so, Pompey, yeah, Jacko's had Jacko's had the odd yellow card, maybe one or but, two. I remember. I remember asking him about one uh, when EK. Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the one. So, uh, so top top of the list is George Dobson on ten, on ten. Akin Fainwo's <laughs> got nine. Gilby's got nine. Uh, Claire's got eight and he's got his red card as well. Uh, Stockley's got seven uh, and got a red card. And then the list of players who go... I mean, like Ben Watson's... Oh, he's played more than I remembered, actually. But he's only got one, actually. That used to be his finger in booked last season, wasn't it? Uh, you know, uh, Corey Blackett-Taylor's on one uh, last week, although that was an outrageous yellow card. Uh, Matthews is on one. <laughs> Daniel Canu has played eight minutes and he's on one. Uh, so he, he's helping to up the average in terms of cards per minute, certainly. Has Hendo um, got one? Hendo, <laughs> no, who else has no. not hardly played has got a random so, so, look, so, so the players who have played and haven't got one is Mason Burstow uh, who's played quite well to be fair Tyrese Campbell has, has made two appearances but they had up to only four minutes so he would have done well uh, Charles Clayden um, has uh, has he got two he's got two appearances and they add up to one minute so he must have come on for 30 <laughs> seconds in each OBA he got one Deji's got Deji Illiraway uh, nothing for Juan Castillo, nothing for Scott Fraser uh, and Hendo and, and Mack are the two goalkeepers haven't got any either. But yeah, an, an impressive array of outfield players have got at least one 
uh, yellow card to the name. Of course, Harry Arter has got two to his name, one of which was during a game he was substitute and never even made it onto the pitch. So uh, Pitching in, pitching in, he did his part. Right, let's uh, return uh, our attention to looking ahead to Saturday's home game uh, with uh, Lincoln City. Now, I mentioned, of course, they got to the playoff final uh, last year. They knocked out Sunderland in the semi-finals. Uh, it really it was a really entertaining uh, playoff semi-final up at the Stadium of Light to watch. Uh, they got through and, and played Blackpool uh, in the final. They were beaten uh, by two goals to one. That was, their, I think, their first year back up in uh, in League One. Um, since then, obviously, it hasn't gone quite uh, to plan this year. Uh, they're sitting just uh, nine points, as I said, above the uh, relegation uh, zone uh, in 18th place. Uh, so I asked Mark uh, from the Lincolnshire Echo how he sums up this season. Um, there's a bit of frustration, really, um, after after the high of last season and highest finish the club's achieved in 40-odd years and reaching the playoff final and playing some fantastic football to be. I think there was hope that... I think, realistically, no-one expected a repeat of last season because they, they're not as strong. The, team, the squad's not as strong and they haven't managed to replace the lone players they had. I mean, they had Brennan Johnson on loan last season and some other top loanies and you, you can't replace players like that. Um, I think there's been a bit of a frustration with the recruitment. A lot of the new signings, both last summer and in January, haven't worked out. Um, and there's been frustration with some of the performances. I think a lot of it stems from the fact that they've actually got a very good record against teams at the top of the table and a very poor record against teams at the bottom of the table, so they can do it on the day, but they just haven't done it enough, really. Mm. And I think they've got enough to stay up, but it it won't be by a great deal, and I think fans will be expecting improvement next season. Yeah, I mean, given how close they came to promotion last year, I guess I guess it's fair that perhaps people wouldn't expect a repeat of that because it was a fine season, but were they surprised by just how badly it's gone comparatively this year? Well, I think there were, there were a few mitigating circumstances last season. You had COVID and also the um, uh, the, the salary cap, which was still in force at that time, and that levelled the playing field. So no one was really spending money, um, and they got some really good business done early on. I think, and, and the club were quite open about this, the manager and chief executive came out and said, if we finish mid-table, that will be as good an achievement as finishing fifth last season. But they haven't quite got that to that level. So there is, I think people would have settled for a comfortable mid-table finish, but they've, they've sort of slipped below that. And the home record in particular has been really poor. And I think that's, if it had been the other way around, if the away record had been poor and the home record had been reasonably good, there might not have been as, as many grumbles as there has been. Mm. But the home, home record has been, has been particularly particularly poor. Yeah, I mean, given it's a club that obviously historically has has, has recently been in, in non-league, though, are they still quite happy to be at, at League One level? Does it feel like as a club they're sort of fighting above their weight, or is this the the level fans expect to be at overall? I think I think the fans who were with the club when they were in non-league are very grateful for the fact they're in League One because traditionally Lincoln are a League Two side and have been for most of their existence, and obviously quite recently, as you say, been in non-league. Um, you know, they were getting 2,000 fans when they were in non-league. They're now getting eight, 9,000. So the fans who've latched onto it, and I'm not criticising them, you know, teams do well and they get bigger crowds. That's the way it goes. I think that a lot of fans who've um, become regular supporters over the last four or five years are used to seeing a winning team. And they haven't seen that, as I say, particularly at home. And that's led to a few grumbles. I do think more fans... Are supportive of Mike Upton than not, 
if you looked at it on social media, you'd probably say 50-50, but in the real world, I think there's more support than social media would suggest. And there hasn't been, a, despite the poor home record, there hasn't been, um, hasn't been a particularly, it's not been particularly hostile at home for Michael Appleton. I mean, the off game has been booze at the end of the game, but n- nothing major. Um, and I think there's a lot of fans who respect the level of that. I mean, League One's so strong. I mean, obviously, as well as you like, of Charlton, who haven't found it easy, you know, Sunderland, Wednesday, Ipswich, Portsmouth, um, Wigan and Rotherham are very good sides as well. So I think people are realistic. I think they would expect the team to be in mid-table and not battling against relegation, which has uh, been a bit of a concern over the second half of the season. Mm. I mean, how, how would you rate the job that Michael Appleton has done overall? Because obviously he did perhaps have them overachieving last year. Yeah, I mean, overall, I do think he's done a, a very good job. He's brought in the... He develops players, he's brought young players on, particularly last season. Um, you know, he, 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 he came in after Danny Cowley and that was a tough act to follow. And they stayed up fairly comfortably before sort of COVID cancelled the season. Um, obviously fantastic last season. Um, I do think this season's stock has dropped a little bit because of the form. And there are question marks about the recruitment, although it's not 100% down to him, but a lot of the signings haven't worked out or haven't been consistent. Um, but I, I think he's got plenty of credit in the bank, to be honest. And I think a lot of fans see what he's trying to do. Um, people generally like the style of football. There are a few rumbles that they pass it around a bit too much at the back and then aren't as progressive. Um, suggestions that he's been a bit stubborn with his tactics. Um He's kind of stuck rigidly up until about a month ago to a 4-3-3 formation. Um, but he's, uh, he's been away from that recently. He's played with wing-backs. He's gone 4-4-2. Um, so, and, and it's worked to a degree. Um, they pulled out some decent results, which have kept them sort of nine points above the relegation zone. Yeah, and that is um, a, a decent buffer. And I, I guess the, the assumption is they will be safe, um, if not for the fact that Wimbledon and Morecambe can't seem to buy a win at the moment anyway. No, that's it. I mean, they got a win at Wimbledon the other week and they were a little bit lucky and Wimbledon missed the strongest chances and Lincoln scored from their two efforts. Um, but they they have, which they haven't done, they've done very little under my back. They've managed to grind out a few results recently. That Wimbledon game was a case in point. They uh, drew with Sunderland recently when they were under pressure for most of the game. Um, so that's a promising sign when they don't play particularly well. They've managed to grind out a few... Um, results, but yeah, as you say, I, I think they will stay up. But I think it'll, it'll be partly down to the fact that the teams down there just can't seem to pick up any points. I mean, you're usually looking at 50 to stay up, but it won't be 50 this season. You're looking at 45, one more win will probably be enough for Lincoln, and mm. they might even have enough points already, to be honest. Yeah, and, and just looking ahead to Saturday, um, who are like the, the main danger men that the Charlton fans will want to be wary of? Um, They've got um, a young white back on loan from Arsenal called Brook Norton Coffee. He came in on January in loan. He missed the last game because uh, he was on England under 19 duty. Um, I'm sure finally he's uh, come through unscathed. He'll come back into the side. Um, very, very direct attacking right back. He's only 18, a bit naive defensively, but you'd expect that for a young player. But uh, yeah, he's a real, real threat going forward and. Um, Mike up and just whether it's a wing back or a flat back forward, he likes his full backs to get forward. Um, so 
he's been really impressive and uh, I hope they try and sign him on a, a season-long deal next year because uh, they do have a, a good relationship um, with Arsenal. Um, in terms, I mean, it depends who's fit. I mean, they suffered in three injuries, well, four injuries, three of which came off during the game last Saturday and one sort of struggled and stayed on. So um, it might be a bit of a patched-up side, particularly uh, in defence. I mean, John Marquez has scored some crucial goals since he's come in from Portsmouth. be interesting to see if they try and sign him permanently at the end of the season. Um, he's lacked a bit of service in recent weeks, but I think if you give him a chance, he'll, he'll, he'll put it away. And another loanee, um, John Marcus is on a permanent from Portsmouth, so it's only a short-term deal. Uh, and um, Lewis Fiorini, midfielder on loan from Man City, been a bit inconsistent at times, but before the international break, he's just been away with Scotland under 21s. He was in really good form, so I imagine he'll come back into the team as well. So uh, he's um, he looks quite a promising young player, he's found a bit more consistency in his game. There we go. Thanks to to Mark for for giving us uh, the load down there. I mean, it is still for a club like Lincoln, and I hate I hate using that phrase because uh, you know it, it sounds condescending. I don't mean it, but they are, they are a club that I've seen play Bromley in 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 a league game, you know, a non-league game. Um, so for them, it, you know, despite the disappointment of where they are this year, they they must still be reasonably happy to be playing in League One, you considering that the, the sizes of some of the clubs uh, this year is never going to be like an easy an, an easy task for them, Lewis. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean they've obviously since coming up they've they've been quite a good, you know, consistent League One side. It's probably the worst season they've had since since we've been in it. But um yeah, they're a side that impressed me as as Nave said, they've got some really good players. Um they they played well, you know, last season they they were a strong side, a really strong outfit. They got a good manager in Michael Appleton, um, although you'd never want to challenge him to an arm wrestle. Um, you know they've got they've got a good squad. They've got um, Chris Maguire from Sunderland. You know he was he was someone that that's that's really good. I mean I like him even more because I think he scored he scored a hat trick against Sunderland and did a knee slide in front of Lee Johnson, which I rate massively. Um, but yeah, you know they they are a strong side. They're, I've been surprised how how poorly they've done this year uh, this season, to be honest. Um, given the players they've got and, and sort of the manager in place and everything, they've had a bit of a wobbler like we have, but still a strong outfit, good defensively, as Jacko said. So, yeah, I think it'd be a good test, um, a good test Saturday. Both really got nothing to play for. So I think, as we said, both teams will have players that are probably playing for their futures next year. So I think it'd be a really good contest. Mm, yeah, in fact, this is their third season back in League One, not their second season. So they've been up here for, for one year longer uh, then I remembered. Um, yeah, Michael Appleton, de- decent manager, you know, back in the days. He's had some success uh, throughout his time. Um, and uh, Mark said there, possibly been a, a little bit of the pressure this year, but l- luckily for him, the majority of their, of their performances have come at home. Uh, so that has helped and, and will give us some confidence going into, you know, a home game for us where they're, they're playing away and they haven't had the, the greatest of recent forms. So I mean, we, we will have to look at that as, as a chance to again lay a marker down and 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 take uh take our momentum into this game and try and hit a team that hasn't been playing as well recently yeah exactly i think with um yeah i don't think they'll be disappointed and you know mike weapon's a good manager obviously that you know lincoln had in back in the day when they had the cowley brothers and moves that forward matt reed um when i said they went on that fa cup run um but yeah i mean it's hard like you were saying you don't really want to say which lincoln and you know 
they're doing like punching above their weight, which they are in a way. But then you look at their squad; it's not like they're you know on a shoestring and you know got a squad as on paper not as good as Accrington Stanley. But Accrington Stanley are doing unbelievable considering their squad. So yeah, they'll be disappointed. They're not doing very well away from home. And as you say, I think it's time for us to you know play at home, play with a bit more freedom, be expressive, get the players to enjoy themselves a little bit. You know, give you know have a bit of freedom. Enjoy yourselves. Get get you know get the crowd on side, which the crowd always going to get on their side. But you know, give us something to cheer about and just play with a smile on your face, and you'll be be massive massive uh, relief when they'll just you know go from from that run that poor run that we had going on to the end of the season on that rich vein of form, and hopefully that will carry on to the next one. Difficult game, and like you say, they're good on paper, but so are we. Lovely stuff. Right, well, we've run out of time on this week's a big match preview. Don't forget, if you want to have your say on Sunday's show to uh, where we have a look back at whatever happens against Lincoln, you can email us at studio at charltonlive.co.uk or you can tweet us at charltonlive or keep an eye out for the likes of Ben uh, in the fans bar or Lewis in the Royal Oak after the game on Saturday. Hopefully the boys will be around uh, microphone in hand if you want to give your views on the performance. Make sure you go up to them, say hello, uh, have a little chat, get yourselves uh, on the show. Right, uh, thanks to those of you who did have your say on this week's show via email and via tweets and uh, thanks to all of you uh, who've listened. Thank you to uh, Lewis and to Nathan for joining me this week. Cheers, boys. Cheers, mate. Good to speak to the uh, pair of you. I'm Louis Mendes. Thanks for listening. We'll be back on Sunday. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.